Here we are again at Gab and Grow, where today we're going to be talking about technology. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and our guests today are Rebecca Woodward and John DeRosa, who are the interim CIOs for the university's Information Technology and Innovation, or ITI, department. So welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mary Beth. Thanks. Great to be here. Good to have you. Um, Rebecca, I want to jump right in with you. Um, last year, ITI opened a new facility up at the Westside campus, and it's called Campus Technology Center. Is that right? We actually found Renamed an official it? name, a, a more interesting name. So we're calling it the Innovation Lab, or oh, iLab cool. for short. So the iLab, um, obviously, innovation is part of our department name. Um, yeah. And although we don't uh, often have a lot of time to spend on innovation, we do we do like to delve into into that. So we named it the iLab, iLab uh, West, and we'll have the iLab at Midtown as well. Oh, cool. Um, and for those who don't know where that is, <laughs> it's the closet under the stairs. You know, it's like the Harry Potter world. It's under the stairs on the first floor outside of the cafeteria at the Westside Campus Center. Correct. It's room yeah. 125 in the Campus Center. Yeah. It's a great space, and I, I think sometimes people don't know it's there. You know, you have to go through a set of doors to get back there. And so are, are you finding that people are having a hard time finding it, or do they kind of know? Not our Xbox players. They know yeah. exactly where it is. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it is a little bit hidden, yeah. um, but we, we have a you know, good number of students that, that um, go in and use the lab. So yeah. I guess we're doing okay. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, is it that people don't know where it is or that the people who do know where it is aren't telling anyone so that they don't have to share it Might with be. people? <laughs> um, one of the things that you and I talked about that you were kind of excited about was there's a whole lot of new VR um, stuff, equipment that came in. And so, you know, I walked in a few weeks ago here when it had just come in and a lot of the staff over here, Pete, um, were, were playing with it. And I think it's more fun to watch people playing than it is to actually play it. I don't know. It uh, is. I get a kick out of watching people um, yeah. because, you know, they're they're so engrossed yeah. in whatever the activity is. It's It's really quite fun. Yeah. It was it was really fun to watch. So, can you talk a little bit about the systems that you have available? What's sure, there? sure. So we have um, a system on each campus um, that um, students or faculty and staff can come in and use. Um, we're first just trying to get the word out. We want people to experience it, especially if if you've never experienced virtual reality. It's uh, it's really indescribable. It's something that um, you know once you try it, you'll see how immersive it is, um, mm -hmm. not just visually, but with the um, audio as well. So it's it's really um, really brings you into whatever kind of world you're in and experience you're in. So we want people to kind of try it out, get excited. Um, there are entertainment uh, based you know, games or videos, mm -hmm. um, but there are also many educational applications um, that, you know, we hope faculty will will start to see the power of it. Um, things like, um, you know, going inside the human body so that, you know, especially visual learners, mm -hmm. um, it's not just looking at a, like a 2D image on a screen or, on a, you know, from a projector, mm -hmm. actually in the environment. So there have been studies that have been done that show that students learn um, better when they, you know, in, in this kind of immersive experience. So going inside the human body or, you know, going inside, um, you know, going 
in the universe um, mm-hmm. and playing with kind of the planets and the stars and manipulating oh, cool. them and see how they operate. Um, working like for our nursing program, we have simulation mm-hmm. classrooms, and but you can now take it to the next step and immerse someone in uh, maybe an emergency room so that you know, a potential nurse can see what it's like, um, the chaos that, oh, you know, cool. that ensues in, in an emergency. So there are many applications for educational purposes, um, but it's also a great entertainment yeah. Um, platform. So just like our six Xbox stations mm-hmm. that are at, that are in this room at Westside, we're hoping that students will come in um, just, you know, when they want to take a break from studying and whatever yeah. other activities, you know, and enjoy it from a, a purely entertainment standpoint. Yeah. I, I love the idea of that immersive thing. It's like the magic school bus times, you know, infinity because it puts you inside. You're not just watching the kids travel. You get to travel through it. So... I hadn't really thought about that from that educational level, but what a fabulous way to to teach things like the human body or the universe or that kind of stuff. And just think, so right now it really focuses on two senses, but mm-hmm. imagine when they add other senses. So oh, yeah. if you, you know, and this is down the road, but the yeah. sense of smell, which is a very powerful mm-hmm. sense. And now as you're adding more sense senses, it'll become much more immersive. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see down the road where that goes. That's really exciting. So, um, so if if well, I was gonna say we've got um, something that I'm kind of interested in because of what we're doing here. But there's a podcasting area there, yes, and also a place to do WebEx. Can you talk a little bit about that kind of? Yes. So there are several rooms within the iLab. Um, we've got the Xbox stations. We've got eight um, just general purpose computers for students to come mm-hmm. in uh, with printing. We've got a couple of rooms um, that people can record video, so faculty can record um, video or students for a project, for their classes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we've got an area, it's like a conference room, that we could do video conferencing. We have it set up for WebEx, which is one of Mm -hmm. our video conferencing platforms, um, and podcasting as well. Um, So really we try to set up, you know, really great technology experience um, in those rooms, um, and they are staffed. By um, two of our computer center assistants who can help with any technical issues. Oh, good. That was kind of going to be my next question. I guess, you know, for a lot of things, you can just walk in and if a computer's free, you can use it. But I'm thinking for things like the WebEx place or the podcast place, is, is there some kind of system that, yes. that you know, to reserve it mm-hmm. or to learn how to use it? Or? Yes. So students can reserve. Um, the easiest way is probably by emailing requestmediaservices at wcsu.edu. Um, and then someone will get back to them. But just putting in a request with what mm-hmm. they want to reserve, kind of the date and time. Um, and then especially if it's their first time, our CCAs can assist um, technically with kind of how to use whatever room they've reserved. I love that. So what, what kind of hours does it have there? So we are open um, from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Thursday. No, I'm sorry. That's our STTC, which is at Midtown. <laughs> We're open actually till 11 p.m. Okay. So we, we follow the campus center hours. Okay. Um, and we try to stay open as much as possible, especially kind of, you know, we know students late at night sometimes mm-hmm. like to um, kind of wind down and play yeah. the Xbox or maybe want to do the VR. So we follow the campus center hours. I love that. Now, one of the things I saw on the list of things there was an incubator room. So I know we're not, you know, like hatching chickens, but can you talk a little bit about what that is? Sure. So that's just basically um, a space that people can go in and kind of um, try different things technology-wise. Um, we haven't 
really rolled that out yet okay. with with I would say there's hardware but we haven't really added so we want to mm -hmm. add things like um, a 3d scanner so that you can take an object and do a 360 scan around mm -hmm. it and now bring it into a virtual world so okay. think of a sculpture mm -hmm. where you know you're kind of really going around from a 360 degree perspective so that somebody can then go into this virtual world and look at it like that so that's something that we have planned so we are going to add hardware um, that will and peripherals that will allow students to kind of um, invent or mm -hmm. you know kind of experience uh, experiment with with newer newer things creative things so we haven't quite gotten there yet but yeah. that's our next step oh, that's cool um are there other things in the center that are available that we should know or talk about um i think we've covered everything in the west side iLab and then we are um going to have the same technology here at the Midtown campus so that if students or faculty and staff want to use, you know, we're going to have it in Whitehall, basement okay. of Whitehall. All right. And do we have a, do we have a date to expect that? Yet? Well, some of it's already set up. So okay. obviously we're in the podcasting yeah. studio right now. Um, we have the virtual reality set up also. Um, we're doing, the, our facilities department is doing some renovations mm -hmm. in our offices. So they're going to actually, um, we're going to move the technology into one of our, um, near our offices okay. in 013. Fabulous. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get back to you with yes. more details yes. on this mm -hmm. as time rolls on. Um, I guess I'm going to skip right now to, to John and talk to you. We have a My, w, My WCSU app that's available now, and I know it's also been out for a while, but it kind of had a nice quiet rollout, and we want to kind of show people, showcase it a little and let people know what's there. So um, can you just give us some general info about it and what, why are you hoping people use it, and what are some of the features you hope they'll use? Sure. So um, while it might not be as exciting as our iLab, <laughs> I, I think it will provide a lot of utility and function for everyone at the university. So the idea of my WCSU is, and again, if you haven't already done so, go to either the Apple Store or Google Marketplace, download it, and what you'll see is that it pulled everything that you need as a student especially, because mm -hmm. our students, we know, they live with their iPhone mm -hmm. or whatever Android device um, of their choice. It pulls all the information they need all in one convenient place right onto their smartphone. Um, so starting out with um, the section that we call Essentials, Students have access to their email account, the LMS, Blackboard. They can see their course registrations, and if they drill down on the course, they'll see the exact location. So imagine a student who's new, not familiar with the campus, mm -hmm. and they're rushing in the morning. You know, they just pull out their phone, and they can see exactly the location. Hopefully, they're on the right campus. Yeah. <laughs> they can see their grades when they're posted, their financials, if there's any holds. So that's the essentials link. And faculty and staff can also, you know, access their email there as well. Yeah, I uh, I use it for that on occasion. You know, it's whatever my finger hits first, if it's the Outlook uh, app that I have or if it's that. But I I enjoy being able to, to get at it. And I've also used um, the calendars stuff that's there. There's event calendars and there's the WOW and the WOW weekend and things. So if you want to know something that's going on, it's it's right there for you too. But, you know, I really, I liked the essential section and I do think students are going to find it useful because it's everything that you need is there. You know, you can get into Blackboard and do your coursework right from your phone. 
I don't know that I would do that for a long time because it would make my eyes go wonky. But, um, you know, you can really check out everything that you need to be doing for your classwork there. Yep. And, and looking at your finances to make sure your bill's been paid and you don't have a library fine or something that's going to cause you not to be able to register at a certain time of the, the semester. So um, on the so that's where um, the calendars and things are, or oh. is that that's the what's on at Westcon section, right? Right. So um, so like moving on to the next sections, uh -huh. right? And just one other thing to add: soon the students will be able to register for their classes right from oh, the cool. app as well, which I think is going to be a real convenience. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> the next section we group together important resources. So. Um, the sites like the alumni, now that may not be mm -hmm. a top of mind for right. the students, but as you approach graduation, you're going to be an mm -hmm. alum. So it connects you to everything that's going on there. The Career Success Center, which is really important. Hopefully yeah. students will engage with that department right from day one. Mm -hmm. um, and everything they need to engage is right there uh, for the mobile app. Um, if anyone's inclined to give, there's a button <laughs> and you can donate money. Our IT support page is yeah. there. Um, which that's um, one you always should make sure you can get to. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. the one thing that I really want to stress is that if students, faculty, or staff are having an issue, or if they want to learn about something, mm -hmm. there's a IT knowledge base there, and there are so many helpful articles about yeah. everything, including you know how you connect your Xbox mm -hmm. to using OneDrive, all kinds of help with Microsoft products, Excel. Um, there's also a link to our service desk called Symanage. That's the best way to get an issue reported mm -hmm. to the help desk. There's a link to the library. So that that's pretty much all the important resources. Yeah. These these sections are going to change and evolve yeah. over time. Some things will come and go and, and be replaced based on feedback that mm -hmm. we get from, from the university. Yeah. yeah, I uh I found a bunch of that really kind of useful um just as I was looking through it. And I think the ability that that knowledge base that you talked about in the the resources, I use those things all the time. I'm like, how was it that I do that? And so I look it up and I, you know, I read through the section myself. So it's, you know, I hope that people take advantage of that because I think, you know, it's often so much easier to just try to go there and figure it out than to have to wait for a call back or an email back. You know, sometimes you can solve your own problems really quickly. That, yeah, that's what we're hoping. To, yeah. yeah, because and this knowledge base, if there's not an article, you know, we would love to hear from people mm -hmm. um, if they if they wish that something was on there, we will put it. But if we if we get regular calls on something, mm -hmm. you know, we, we will certainly add to that knowledge yeah. base. But that's what we're hoping that people can do what they call tier zero help. Mm -hmm. So it's their own, their own self-help. And, yeah. you know, I, I tend to, to do that myself to try to figure yeah. it out first. Well, I... I like to know how things work, too. So, you know, for me, it's it's being able to kind of read through it and see if it helps me out. Then if you need more help, you also know where to go to get that. But a lot of times it helps me just get started and, and do those kinds of things. So um, we have a connect with us area. Um, yeah, so there's a connect with us area, and that's where... Um, you can access all the social media. So the mm. university has its own Facebook page and Twitter um, and and other social media. So mm -hmm. that that's all there in one place. So students, faculty, staff, they can really follow what's going on yeah. in terms of social media. There's all the important numbers like the police department and any other mm -hmm. um, 
important uh, department that you'd want to get connected to and just, you know, one touch away from dialing the number. Yeah. Then there's the phone directory where you can search for any yeah. any department. <laughs> yeah, I use that all the time. Yep. <laughs> the campus maps are there. Um, information about the mm -hmm. bus, the, the shuttle between campuses. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one that, that students in particular will use a lot. And, and there's a link. The the buses, we now have back the, you know, bus location um, app so that people can tell right where the bus is. I think it's called Find My Find My Location. Did you guys know that? Surprise. No. Find My Ride. <laughs> I think that's it. And I was actually on this morning because you can, through the shuttle link, you can press that and download the app to your phone so you can tell where the bus is That's when it's great. going along. So, yeah, it must yeah. be with the new shuttle bus It is. System. We have a new shuttle service, yes. and, and that That's came great. back because there That's was a, a lot of students who it had been here, then it went away, and, and when we got the new bus, there were so many who wanted it back. Um, you know, the bus is on pretty much a constant schedule, but there's something about knowing, oh, it's, you know, at the – the base of the hill now, I better run out in front of Centennial. 30 degrees out in yeah, the winter. Yeah, it's going to come um, in real and, handy And then. one other thing about the shuttle, since we're on that topic, the there used to be DVD players and monitors, mm -hmm. and those are coming back. Oh, okay. Um, so Paul Simon, um, our director of auxiliary services, mm -hmm. is working with the company. They just couldn't get them done in time yeah. for the start of the semester. But one thing we heard was that students really liked watching all of the the digital signage kind of mm -hmm. you know upcoming events yeah. um, on the video when they kind of stuck there between you know campuses yeah. driving on the shuttle so that's coming back fabulous yeah I think I think people miss that kind of stuff so oh yeah yeah and, and Mary Beth you did mention the the last section where mm -hmm. we kind of try to pull together all the information for people to learn what's going on yeah. on campus so you mentioned the Wow and campus mm -hmm. events and um, and then there's links to the athletics so that. Uh, students can find out the schedules and how the sports mm -hmm. teams are doing, the clubs and organizations, yeah. um, dining options. That's a Sodexo app, so it'll take mm -hmm. you to you know Sodexo's app yeah. they, where they give the menus and maybe some special things that are going on there. So, again, the idea is to pull all this information, put into everybody's yeah. you know the palm of their hands, and um, and you know it, it's a good user experience. Mm -hmm. It's going to evolve. Like I said, it's yeah. continuously changing, and we welcome feedback. Yeah. So if anybody has suggestions or feels they need a presence on the mobile app for their department, yeah. their group, just uh, email our service desk at requestit at wcsu.edu, or you can contact me yeah. directly, J at wcsu.edu. We'd love to hear from everybody about just trying to make the mobile app better. Mm -hmm. It's everybody's mobile app, and yeah. we, we want it to be as, uh, the, the best one that it can be. Yeah, I, I was thinking when I was looking at it in preparation for this that, I need to talk to Ron and talk about, you know, having some kind of presence for housing and res life, you know, and even if it's just like little announcements so that people know room selections coming up or that they can make a room change or things. I think we we have lots that we can contribute and have there, too. It's much easier to find and more convenient than sitting down at a computer and and having to look us up, too. So That's a great idea. Yeah. So we'll work on that one, too. Um before we close up today, anything that is going on in ITI world that that we want people to know about? Lots. <laughs> I don't know if we have time, I'm but shocked. John, do you want to 
Well, well, there's one. I'll just pick out one, and then mm. Rebecca. You know, you, you know, there's so many that um, you know you should definitely pick one out as well. Mm. But we we did roll out a new identity management system. So this is an example of where, in the past, students um, had to wait to get their accounts credential, usually at orientation, or they had to physically visit the campus mm -hmm. to get their account created. So we automated that. Now students, when they're enrolled and registered, receive an email. They click a link. They activate their account, they set their password, and that connects the students immediately to the campus Fabulous. through their credentials. Yeah. So that's one thing. And we're going to eventually um, uh, roll out more functionality mm -hmm. where when faculty and staff are onboarded, a similar mm -hmm. automation of their account creation will, will occur. So that's, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. um, it also controls what people have access to, so provisioning, deprovisioning. If your role at the university changes, then it's easy to take the access away and grant the new access. So it's a whole system that we're really excited about. It's going to really make the university run a lot smoother, yeah. and it takes less time for our IT staff, where in the past they were doing things manually. It, it automates yeah. things. So that's one thing. Well, and it's nice for the people who are using it, too, because sometimes that's been a struggle, you know. But if you can make it easier, then it gives people access to the things that we want them to have, you know, at a quicker rate too so and I'll yeah. just say that you know with the transformation of Higgins Hall mm. um, it's infused with new you know all new technology yeah. so there are seven multi-station classrooms um, there are you know brand new smart boards and digital signage throughout um, so that's a great new space with all brand new technology there are oh, over nice. 350 new computers and so that um, that's just a wonderful new area for yeah. students to yeah, right. actually, I haven't been inside yet. So oh, I have to, you have to I have take to get a in look. and yes. take a walk around. Yes, so. very impressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Well, I want to thank you both for coming back to the show. It's nice to have repeat uh, guests on here too. Thanks and, for having us. And there are so many things that that are available for students and for faculty and staff and even visitors to campus um, through ITI. So we're we're always grateful for what you have for us. Um, and I think that the more people realize what's there for them, you know, the better their experience here is going to be, too. So very, very grateful to have you here telling us all about it. Um, if you're listening and our podcast raised some questions for you that we didn't answer here, you can always email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. Um, I may not know the answer, but I work really hard to find it for you. So, And I'm always open if you have suggestions about topics you'd like to hear about. Email me about that as well, and uh, we'll work on that. So I think that'll wrap things up for this episode. And until next time, and probably well beyond that, I'm still going to be Mary Beth Griffin. Um, listen to us next time on Gavin Grow. Bye-bye.